Welcome to Failure to Stop. This is a special replacement episode, which means that Eric has probably had a child. Drew is sick. Our dead leg has passed away, and we are mourning it. Join me and Kendra as we have a fun, true crime-themed variety hour on Failure to Stop. The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. Policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on this is Sunday. About the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Guns up and giddy up to the wolf pack. If this is your first time watching Failure to Stop. I have to question why you would choose this episode. Very, very atypical episode. I do not normally host any show, and neither does Kendra. I'm John from Com Center, which is on Failure to Stop's channel on Thursdays. Kendra is here. She's from True Crime Tuesday, which airs totally unironically on Tuesday nights, also on Failure <laughs> to Stop right here on YouTube. You can also catch us on iTunes and Spotify. If you are listening there after the fact, make sure you leave a five-star review. Leave nice comments for Kendra. You can leave constructive compliments and feedback for me at the same place. Otherwise, this content was originally created for Patreon. If you wanted to join Patreon and pay us some more money for this content, I would love that. Who says no to uh, to more money? Kendra, how are you doing, first of all? How How is this morning going for you? This morning is going very uh, behind schedule, but it's good. <laughs> you know, it's our culture of immediacy and timekeeping that constantly puts you at a disadvantage. So it's really more society's fault than it is yours. I appreciate you being yes. here. Yes at any point but we're creating this content uh, for patreon for our subscribers thanks for subscribing but the last time we did this we did not create a video component or if we did that video c component was quickly destroyed and <laughs> eric drew and others when they needed uh, some replacement content they could not find it so i told them that we would create a video component that's what we're doing here today but if you didn't watch or listen to the last episode of kendra does patreon which is a tentative title basically uh kendra and i just kick back have a good time she's not going to tell a true crime story but uh she's got some fun activities for us to do uh which last time were hilarious so it's like <laughs> you know last time we kind of just took a, a gamble that it would pay off that, that something good would happen and it totally did so we're going to try that again uh, since I don't know when this replacement content might air, I just wanted to thank our sponsors, Ghostbed. Uh, Ghostbed has been a proud supporter of Failure to Stop since the very beginning, uh, since even back in the old tetherball days. Uh, Ghostbed is a company that we appreciate because they support cops and veterans. You can go to ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack and get 40% off across the site. Unless, of course, there's some kind of sale going on. You know, if it happens to be Labor Day or something, or if it's if today is George Washington's birthday, there may be a sale going on. We know that our commander-in-chief wanted a comfortable place for his men to sleep at Valley Forge and only now in the 21st century. Thanks to Ghostbed, can we fully realize the feverish dreams of George Washington? <laughs> But anyway, go to the comments section. You can say that Failure to Stop sent them in case you're using a different uh, a different checkout code. Uh, we love their adjust adjustable bases, their mattresses with their built-in cooling technology. They're perfect like nights for tonight if it's hot or if it's very cold tonight. You know, use a blanket. <laughs> Do take care. Uh, close all windows. <laughs> anyway, you can try them for 101 nights. And if you're not happy, send them back to Ghostbed. 
without any hard feelings. We know that's not going to happen. That's why we could say things like that. At the time this is being recorded, we're also being brought to you by Factor Meals, which is a nice delivery system for fresh food. If you're like me and you live on the fucking moon, it's very hard to get to a grocery <laughs> store. So it's nice that the mail will bring you uh, fresh, delicious uh, food. You can go on to uh, their website. You can use our code Wolfpack50. Wolfpack 50, you can pick out your food well in advance. It's just like sending gifts of lunch to yourself in the future. I love it when uh, when factory meals arrive because think how thoughtful of John in the past to do this because it's like I am reaping the benefits of his planning. And anyway, they have delicious food on there. You could pick it all out if you're carb conscious. If you're looking to only eat carbs and become like the world's <laughs> most fattest man, you could do that hypothetically. <laughs> uh, you know, they'll call you first before you, they set you up with that plan. But you could hypothetically do it. It's all fresh. It's never frozen. Don't eat like a chump. Don't be microwaving one of these hungry man dinners. That's how you wind up, you know, more calorie than man. You're all just cholesterol and grease and frustration. You're already at a terrible job. You get there and you're sweating just because you're mad from the food you ate. Don't be like that. Eat a fresh meal. Have a chicken breast. Have a broccoli. Treat yourself, man. You deserve it. Uh, you just spent last night sleeping on a wonderful ghost bed, getting all this mental health energy built back up. Don't throw it away by eating fast food or something. Um, also, uh, I'm just guessing now at the current uh, people that might be supporting the show, Manscaped. Probably go ahead and do that. Go, go to Manscaped. And just, they're a good company. So if you if you are like me and you are what we call a hair suit, you know, you are covered with uh, – body hair all over your body to like the point where like your sister-in-law tells you when you go to the pool like hey john you should take off your shirt before you get in the water and you say my shirt is off you know (laughs) or like the park rangers are like investigating you as a bigfoot sighting if you're like me you might want to you might want to actually manscape so yes there's all sorts of sexual implications but if you're just like me we know that sex is off the table because you're so hairy to begin with so Get yourself back into the realm of sexy humanity. After that, if you want to go an extra step, don't don't DM me about it. Don't tell me about it. But Manscaped can make you feel human again. This is the most unusual Manscaped re-offer. <laughs> <laughs> they don't normally ask me to do Manscaped. Can you tell that? Uh, so um, whoever else may be supporting us, just uh, want to do a specific shout-out to you specifically. Please keep those checks rolling in. We appreciate you. Oh, for the love of God, Kendra. Anytime. <laughs> you did a great job. Thanks. I'm tired. Was very um that was something. Um, okay, so <laughs> we could just get started at the first activity if you want let's instead do of the, let's do like, the first activity. Uh the first one's uh uh usually first in a series and it wouldn't make sense to start anywhere else. I did get prepared this time. Last time I, I went into this completely cold, we did a Mad Lib. Turned out exquisitely. So if you want to listen to that, like I said, you can subscribe to Patreon and scroll back. And you can, there's a free trial with Patreon, so you can listen to that, and then you can cancel your credit card. You will not be held accountable for any charges, and you can still hear it. Uh, but what is the first activity, Kendra? What are we doing tonight or today, depending on when this airs? Um, well, let's just get the Mad Lib out of the way. Let's do because it. Let's do, Not let's, that we want to get it out of the let's, way. Let's but. get it over with. This onerous activity <laughs> that you spent all all morning and possibly evening on. Let's so go. that's the that's the problem when you do these creative things. It's like you deliver the first time out the gate was really good, and now it's like now the expectation well, is you're probably going to be disappointed. 
We were talking before the so, show about how proud I was about knowing all the different parts of speech. Now I'm worried that you're going to like mention one to me that I never fucking heard before. And I'm going to be like, I'm not going to know what to say. And I'm going to have a real like, well, go enroll yourself in grade school, Josh. It's only... <laughs> It's only September, the day that we record this, so you have you haven't missed too much of the marking period. Just go ahead and sign up now. Let's do it. I think you'll be okay. There's only there's yeah, you'll see. You'll be fine. Okay. So <laughs> all right, let's start with uh out the gate with a celebrity. I know you're very hip on all these things. I do know many celebrities. Let's go with uh everyone's favorite guy, John Cena. <laughs> tell okay. me you've heard of him, because I just I think I saw him in a meme, so People are always saying okay, give he's, me- he's like invisible, and I don't get it. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, give me a family member, like a title. Oh, mom. Okay. Uh, clothing item. That one weird sock. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a time period. The eighteen eighties. <laughs> Is that what you meant? Sure. <laughs> like That's fine. You meant like the Gilded Age? Of yeah, something like medieval or Iron Age or whatever. Oh, it doesn't matter. This is an era of like Republicans from Ohio running for president and like uh, U.S. Steel and Carnegie. That's so the, we're starting with the 18. That's the era that this bad lib is set in. It's the 1880s, everyone. Re- if you Pause okay. the show now if you're not familiar and read up so that you know. <laughs> so I don't want to be like drop, dropping like Taft references on you, and you know. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, give me a vegetable. Um, uh, it's hard because I, I'm gonna say. It is very hard. Vegetables are hard. Well, I, I, I don't consider a lot of things vegetables. You know, like a potato's a tuber, <laughs> carrots a grain. I'm gonna go with a turnip. Okay, a city. Peoria, Illinois. Okay. <laughs> P- Give me a large. Oh. I think I got it. P E R O. P E O R I A. Okay. You've not been to Peoria? Were... No, I hear it's really nice this time of year, but you know, I I'm, I can't travel. It's fucking not nice ever. <laughs> Give me a large number. Hmm. Now, this is where I'm really going to show off like the limitations of my intellect because like, for example, I could say number X. I could say, what if I said, you know, 900? People are like, wow, John's dumb. I know a lot of numbers higher than 900. And they're like, what about 10,014? Or they're like, what about 20,000? And so no matter what, like I can't come out of this looking like a winner. So a high number? A a large number, yeah. Okay. I'm going to say eight. That's okay. Is that not large enough? No. <laughs> okay, 64. Okay, that works. <laughs> okay. Again, see, it was all relative, no matter what. Like. It is relative. You're, sh- you're right. You're right. Okay. Uh, give me, I hope you know wrestlers. Give me a wrestler. Uh, grave Digger's a monster truck, right? <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. Who's the guy with the eye makeup? The dark eye makeup. Who's always the pointing. Undertaker? Yes, Triple the Undertaker. H. Yes. He's always pointing at people and taking them under, <laughs> helping them prepare for the next world. 
of pain. <laughs> That's what we need to do our intro as. We need to come up with like <laughs> some sort of like WWE entrance. Yes. Music. I well, obviously I watch a lot of that, so I, I'm ready to make that. <laughs> um, give me a, an action, a verb. Uh, running. Is this true? This is a true crime Mad Lib, right? This is. This one is a little. It's still law enforcement. It's not quite true crimey. Okay. It's not as true crimey as the last one. Okay. That's for sure. I'm going to try to true crime it up a little bit though from here on out because uh, 64 okay. wasn't a very true crimeish number. What about? Give me a number between one and five. Uh, a whole rational number. Yeah. Two. Okay. Okay, give me... <laughs> sorry. There's a lot of numbers in this one. Give oh, me no. another number. A, a large number. No. Yes. Medium? Give me another large number. Medium or large? <laughs> Medium to large. By yeah. the way, uh, it makes me mad when I go to a restaurant and, I, and I'll order like um, a small blizzard. <laughs> And they'll be like, we only have medium and large. I'm like, how can you have medium when medium by definition is like the middle of two other things? So I was like, you have small and large. <laughs> and he's just like, I have to ask the manager. <laughs> you know what it's like? All right. Anyway. Oh, my God. I, so anyway, sorry. A number. Um, uh, I, I'm going to go with uh, 84. Okay. A day of the week. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Wednesday. All right, give me an onomatopoeia. Um, last time we went with whack, this time I'm going to do thump. <laughs> have you never heard thump before? I have. Again, I can see what this okay. is. So. I just worried that like you just heard a new, a new <laughs> action for the first time in your life. You're like, wow, what an action. What could that be? Noises actually make me laugh too, so that's... Any well, sort of onomatopoeia I, just makes me laugh. Yeah, I get you. That's, <laughs> give, that's, give me a... That's any conversation <laughs> with Eric Tanzi is full of noises. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give me a weapon. Uh, I'm going to give you a weapon that I invented. Is that okay? Sure. Okay, I'm going to describe it for you briefly. So uh, you have two 9mm pistols. Okay, take out the magazines. Okay. Take the magazines and then uh, between the bottom parts of each magazine, you connect a chain. Now, those magazines are connected by a chain. Reinsert the magazines fully loaded into each 9mm pistol. Now you got gun chucks. Now you cannot be stopped. These are gun chucks. That's pretty good. Okay, Thank gun you. chucks. <laughs> Thank you. It's a real weapon. Okay, people <laughs> who are watching and listening, remember that. Because that... <laughs> It isn't going to make sense if you don't remember that. All right, fine. Can I, <laughs> can I change the weapon? No, it's too late. Damn it. It's, it works. It's good. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> you sure it wouldn't be like better with like like pipe? No. Okay. Gun chucks are great, honestly. Okay. All right. Okay. Trying, I feel like Give I'm me... trying too hard. No, you're. it's fine. This is supposed to be ridiculous, so you're okay. doing a good job. Good. All right. Well, <laughs> Give me a body part. Last time this went very well. I'm going to say left arm. Oh, my God. As in, she sure got some good left arm on her. <laughs> <laughs> what 
Would you write these? Are you, like, are you like prompting for like tits or something? Because like someone reached out to me and said, I wanted to, I listened to your Kendra podcast and I thought it was so hilarious, but I had my kids in the car and I didn't, I didn't appreciate having to explain to them what horny meant. And I'm just like, I'm so embarrassed right. by that and I'm sorry. So like, uh, if you're already at this point, I just want to let you know that this podcast is not appropriate for children. It's too late. Your kids have already been warped by, well, by what we've said. So, I mean... Think about the context of what the show is and then also where it's coming from. And maybe your kids shouldn't be listening to it. But that's just me. Well, but we want the kids um, to buy ghost <laughs> So it's like it's very hard. You know? <laughs> and Manscaped in case they're very hairy well, children. you know, at some point they're going to be pubescent and then it's going to come up. So. <laughs> Sorry if you're saying pubescent to you. I thought that was a medical term. It's not. It is a weird. It's a weird word, but it's not your fault that it's weird. Okay. Um, okay. No one's ever said to me, "It's not your fault that it's weird." I've literally <laughs> never heard those words before in my life. It's just weird <laughs> without your um, contribution. Okay. So, okay, give me an adjective. Um, bl- bloody. And a hobby. Stabbing. Is that your? Is that your? <laughs> oh, your uh, hobby? an actual hobby. Let's just say yoga. yes. Yoga. Okay. Or like bead work or something. I, I want to say bead macrame, work. but I don't think I don't think anyone else besides me is really into that. I don't know how to spell it, so I'm glad you didn't you didn't pick that. Just say yoga. Okay. All right. Give me another number. God damn it. I don't know anymore. Uh, <laughs> 80, 88. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, you, never mind. I used, all the, I used all the good numbers already. <laughs> okay. Give me a, a short unit of measure, of distance. Excuse distance. me. A short. Yes. Uh, just just, just <laughs> but. I did not say that right. <laughs> okay, well, just hit reset there. What do you want? What the hell do you want? <laughs> I want you to give me a unit of measuring distance, but make it short. Short. So, like, like you don't want to see a light year, but you would be okay with, say, a centimeter. Yes. Centimeter. Centimeter. Okay, I think I've made this one a little, little tiny bit shorter, so I think we got them all. Let me just double check because God forbid, I, f- I miss one. Well, I'll be proud of you if you could do this Mad Lib with only having half a dick. So <laughs> that is quite impressive, to be uh, honest. To, to those of you who don't get that reference, that was from our last uh, last episode where. Uh, and now your children can't listen to this now, one either. Now your children, now your children are only good for consuming products from our sponsors. So really, nothing else. So. Kids. Okay, I'm with your parents, sending this parents to you. Permission, go to ghostbed.com forward slash wolfpack. With your parents' permission, grab their credit cards and go ahead and, and do that. <laughs> now we're doing now we're doing the exact same thing as, as last time where uh we sit here patiently and I'm like, I'm refreshing my email every one point two seconds. You're like, Did you get it, grandpa? Did you did you get it? <laughs> that was funny. Kendra, did you want to do an ad read while the email comes to me? Um, I don't have any of them in front of me, so I, don't I can either. make one up. I just made it up. 
What do you want? What do you want them to support? What are your projects going on out there? Again, I am hitting refresh. <laughs> I don't every have 1. any. Point two seconds. So <laughs> I don't have any. I'm really, really lame. I just rely on our sponsors to give me some okay. sort of. All right. So I've got I've got this from you. This is Madlib.doc. I'm gonna open it with Google Docs because I don't have Microsoft Word. We can't learn from our mistakes because we keep not having consequences from them. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. <clears throat> cop and robber. Okay. So I, I have and it in front of me. So tell me what to do. You are the robber. Oh, good. I'm going to be the cop. Figures. Yes. Okay. Do you want to read the little narrative? I will. Narrative I, I'm, good at, I'm good at narrating. So listener okay. and watcher, I want you to take yourself and put yourself in this everyday criminal justice situation. Right and wrong are meeting each other out on the street trying to decide who will win the hearts and minds of mankind. And in this tableau that is relatable to each and every one of us, whether we're the, the victim of a crime or someone has committed many serial incidents of arson like Kendra, you can understand what is going on. So a cop has caught a robber in the middle of his crimes. Inflagrante delecto is the legal term for that. Kendra, go ahead. Hey, you, stop right there. Okay, okay, I give up. <laughs> Wait, really? No. <laughs> Why does this always happen to me? <laughs> I'm running away. Okay, and I'm following He's you. Following. Stop in the name of John Cena. I can't go back to jail. Why? It's not like you killed someone. My mom was there, and I stole one weird sock after the 1880s turnip festival in Peoria, Illinois. And they're still very angry. I'm sure she'll forgive you if you just apologize. I guess so. It's been 64 months. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe, Kendra. Be... <laughs> There's certain people that will only be listening for this part. So. <laughs> Here, you, you, want, you want a hit of my inhaler? Oh, thanks. I have... I have Undertaker's disease. This will help. <laughs> I take off again. Oh, keep running. Where did you learn to run like this? I was an all-star in the second grade. We've been running for a long time. You think we should stop for food? Oh, yeah. It's 84 for Wednesday at Thumb's Taco Stand. They stop and eat and continue running. <laughs> what? Hey, I picked You're... up these this gun chucks back at the taco stand. Is this yours? Is this your gun chucks? <laughs> I know exactly what those are. Oh, shit, yes. Those are special issued. Only officers with the biggest left arms get those. Wow, that's very impressive. You do have a really big left arm. You seem like a really <laughs> cool guy. Thank you. <laughs> that means a lot coming from you. Most of the guys at the station don't <laughs> don't notice my bloody talent for yoga, and it really hurts my feelings. Oh, man, they're losers if they can't see that. Oh, my God. Thanks, man. Both of us embrace, and then we continue <laughs> running, eating tacos, enjoying a warm embrace. <laughs> eating tacos during a warm embrace with you made me realize I should go make amends with my mom. Where is the jail? It's 88 blocks from here. I'll follow you over. <laughs> 88 blocks later. <laughs> both arrive at the jail. 
Hey, cop, thanks for everything. <laughs> no problem. I better I better get going. I have a few centimeters to go back to my car. Okay, I'll see you around. I love you. Love you too, bud. <laughs> All right, that was very silly. That one was definitely more wholesome than the last one. <laughs> Is that because of the feedback we got about like uh, investigating people uh, that uh, like uh, <laughs> the the what was it the swinging dog burglar was that just too much for people's like <laughs> that too much? I think I think the like scene investigation uh, that premise is probably a better one than the running well no I mean, <laughs> good i mean they both give us an honest look of what your police career was like all those six years yeah down in florida so it's not it's that's the thing about police is that it's not all i know that um like 99 percent of the time it's all about blowing people away with your gun in the name of the law like every single day you go out there and you're gonna cook some fools and whether it, whether it's right or wrong or legally justified like you're just you're gonna get a pass and you get to go out there and satiate your murderous impulses and get paid for it. But sometimes, you know, you are going to meet someone where you're just going to run with them and eat tacos with them. And kind of, you know, you can build bridges, you know, um, counselors and uh, mental health and mental health and mental health, you know. So it's just a lot of stuff going on when you're a cop. And then you'll keep like, you know, you'll just keep running, even though there's no point in running. You just keep going and you have these really heart heartwarming touching experiences with these robbers that are you still running really just, are you still running from your feelings now kendra yeah i only have 88 more blocks to go though <laughs> so it's fine only 80 more to go all right yeah. we, we also, our second activity moving on quickly to something completely different is uh, two truths and a lie now you asked me to come up with four of these and i did 10 because i didn't understand <clears> the assignment are you are we going back and forth and asking each other two truths and a lies or is this all just about me so we're going to go back and forth. Okay. Sorry, it's not all about you. That's uh, um, to hear. So the way that this game works, if, if nobody knows, is that um, John is going to tell me three things. Two of them are going to be a truth, and one of them is going to be a lie. And I have to guess which one using her is cop the lie. skills. Using her cop skills. So she's going to watch yes. my, my body posture. Like if I do a lot of shrugging and looking away, like that's how you know it's a lie, right? <laughs> because <laughs> yes. I, I remember you back in the hood you just be like jaquan did you steal those popsicles i'm like i don't i don't know anything about any popsicles and you would just know, it, you know based <laughs> off of that and i imagine that's what your career was very much like wasn't it yeah a lot of um popsicle thieves in the area All it right. was actually pretty sad <laughs> look i'm not ready to talk it's not about funny it. uh, a lot of good people lost their lives that summer, John. <laughs> okay, it's a little too. A lot sad. of melted popsicles. A lot, a lot of, just the streets ran ran blue with raspberry syrup. <laughs> it was, it was chaos and just total utter I would anarchy. Like, I would like to take a moment to uh, remind everyone about the the partnership for a drug free America. Neither Kendra nor I have partaken any drugs before the show. So just don't don't do drugs. Uh, I'm ready to go first. This is round, okay. round one. You let me know when you're ready. Round one, go. So here's three three statements about me, and you have to pick pick out the one that's fake. Yes. I used to cut my own hair. I used to belong to my high school's typography club. I first tried a beer at age thirty. 
Which one is the lie? Mm. I'm going to go with, uh, <clears throat> you are not in a typography club. Good job. In high school. I, did, okay. I, I could not make the cut. <laughs> I, uh, I had, uh, just weird ideas about ways to use colons and semicolons. And they said that it was fine for English class, but I could never actually like compete in any sort of like uh, league sanctioned event. So I didn't make the cut, but at least they gave me a shot. Your turn. The fact that they even had a typography club, or is that not even a, th the whole thing was a lie. What? What? <laughs> what do you mean? You said, yeah. <laughs> You said the lie was that you weren't. That's not a thing. Okay, never mind. I'm going to go now. What are you talking about? <laughs> you you said, you're saying my high school typography club was not real? I'm, I'm asking if it was actually real. Yeah, it was real. Go Patriots. I can't believe that's a thing that high schools would do. It's kind of cool. Well, you can compete at anything. You can compete at typography. I mean... You know, what's your, okay. what's your, what's your favorite, what's your favorite mark? <laughs> Do you even have one? I suppose. I, no. <laughs> you don't have a, okay. All right. You're making me feel really weird and terrible because I have a favorite, favorite mark. You'll notice I don't say punctuation mark because to us that's, that's redundant. It's like saying hot water heater. We don't say punctuation mark. It's just Mark to those of us in typography circles. So. Okay. <clears throat> Moving well, on. I feel terrible and I feel stupid and like my interests are dumb. So whatever. <laughs> no. No, Mo so I, no. I. No. No. It's your turn. My, okay. Mine are uh, work related. So I apologize. This is not a get to know me. Okay. I don't want to get to know you. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. <laughs> I'll come up with a, with my favorite Mark next time and we can have a full segment on Mark's. Don't tease me. <laughs> Go on. Okay. I once had a woman threaten to cut my dead boyfriend's dick off and use it as a dildo on me. A woman diarrheaed on me while I was fighting with her. I tased a woman and the probes hit her in the face. I'm going to say the one that's fake is... Um, I don't think you hit her in the face with your taser probes. I don't think you're Damn. tall enough to do that. Women, a woman is short. Yeah, well, but you're short even amongst women. You're like five that's one. That's true. Like you're only yeah. allowed to police daycare situations. <laughs> Otherwise, anything you, it's like if we said any other police officer there, it would automatically be excessive force. You're the only one that could respond. <laughs> Anyone under five five? That's where I. That's where I was at. <laughs> but you were good at the community of short people. They, they they like see the community involvement. You would actually you would they would your department would post to the Facebook page and it would just be like from your eyes up at some community event. I okay. First of all, you're correct. That was the lie. Second of all, um, I have a photograph that I'm going to send to you after this because it's actually fucking hilarious. Okay. I, hope me. I hope it's not a picture of a dead man's penis being used as a dildo because I won't <laughs> come back from that. I'm not going to be as okay. as I hilarious quit, as that I will is. Quit failure to stop if you send that to me. <laughs> like it will instantly like take away my spirit. So don't do that. As hilarious as that is, um, that's not what it what I'm going to send you. So you don't have to worry about quitting. Okay, I'm worried anyway. We're good. Round two. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I didn't learn how to skate until I was 12. I once broke up with a girl during a movie at the theater, 
And the first time I went to Raleigh, it was in an emergency plane landing. Okay, well, the skating at 12 sounds kind of reasonable. It also kind of sounds like something you would do to break up with a girl in the middle of a movie in a theater. And the emergency, I don't know. That's a good one. How about the skating when you were 12 is the lie. Very good. I never learned to skate. My parents got me rollerblades when I was 12. And I'm just like, do you guys even know me? I do not skate. I do not. Like, <laughs> this is just a way to get me to break my ankles, isn't it? So that you guys can misery me until I'm 18. So, no, I never learned how to skate. <laughs> okay. Your turn. We're on a roll. This is pretty good. Yes, I know. Okay. Um, I once talked to a group of imaginary SWAT members on a scene to get them to leave a property. That was a really long-winded way of saying that. I don't know why I wrote it that way. Say it in a shorter way. You talked to an imaginary SWAT team? Yes. I spoke to a group of imaginary people who were on the SWAT team on a call. I locked my keys in my car during a traffic stop, and I arrested my cousin. I think you gave your cousin a a verbal warning. I don't think you arrested him. (laughs) That is a lie. Yes. Yes. I did not arrest my cousin. Oh, good. <laughs> I never even interacted with my cousin on duty. So, yes. Very good. <laughs> no warnings, no nothing. Very good. Uh, I'm up for round three if you're ready. I will go. Uh, okay. Well, you're going to have more than me because I only did two. <laughs> you did two? I told you to come up with four truths. Damn, but you're that, lazy. That is... All right, guys. I'll take it from here in terms of entertainment. <laughs> okay. Be... That's misleading. Well, That was misleading no, on my it's... part. It's fine. I just want to, you know, I, I did all the work. I think I should, I think I should, uh, okay. You, know. you could take over. In yeah. fact, I'm giving you the rights to the show now. Well, I don't want to do that because I have enough shows. <laughs> all right. Um, round three. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. I did not go to middle school. I have been fired from three jobs. The shortest job I ever held was for three days. The lie is what the the lie is that you the shortest job you held was for three days. Nope, that one is true. <laughs> okay. The shortest job I ever held was for three days. I was working at a sandwich shop. I actually only combined hours was only nine hours, so it was only like a little over one workday. I went to a sandwich shop and I was going to just deliver sandwiches, and I didn't want to do anything else. But weirdly enough, they didn't have a lot of delivery, so they had me doing dishes, which was fine. And then, uh, and then one day they're like, go out and make that person a sandwich. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. You know, and even though I can do so much, <laughs> I would pretend that like, I have no idea what to do. So I made them the sandwich and, uh, the after action debrief on that was like, you know, you were pretty skimpy on that avocado. And I said, do you have any idea the margin on avocado? This place cannot afford both me and giving people adequate amount of avocado on their sandwiches. <laughs> and, um, they transitioned, they transitioned ownership in the three days that I worked there. Like a major thing happened to the store whilst I was there. I was hired by the outgoing guy. And they're like, just so you know, on Monday, it's going to be a different person who owns this place. That's literally what happened. And uh, they're like, uh, if you work at a restaurant, you should probably wear a beard net. And I said, well, I'm definitely not going to go to work with anything covering my face. Like who would ever do that? You know? So 
that was that was the end of me working there. And uh, when I said that, when I said I would never go to work with anything covering my face, there was the ominous sound of thunder on the horizon because 2020 was right around the corner. So I don't know if I was tempting the lightning on that one, everyone. And if so, I'm sorry. And if you lost a loved one due to COVID, you may be you may be entitled to severe <laughs> se- severe compensation. <laughs> it could be me. <laughs> so, you know, we think it might be China, but it might be me. I don't know. So far, we've insulted hairy children and then made fun of people who have lost family well, members in COVID. No, and you said I, dick. No, but they were going to die anyway. <laughs> so, uh, no, the thing that wasn't true was me being fired from three jobs. I have not been fired from three. I've been fired from some, but not three. And also, I did not go to my- So, like two? Yeah. I, um, I, did not, I did not go to middle school. So, that's a fun fact about me. Um, How did you go to high school? Uh if you must know, it was the second day of high school and I was not enrolled to go. And I was like, well, am I going to ever have a life at any point? And so my parents obviously were not too terribly caring or involved. So I went and enrolled myself in high school and um, I just sort of picked out classes that I thought would be okay in. And I was actually a very good reader and I handled all of my classes okay, except for math. I went in and I was in uh, I was in algebra one and I had never fucking seen an X <laughs> in math before so i'm like what is this i don't even know how to pronounce this and so <laughs> i had to go back back to the guidance counselor and say like yeah where i left off was like reducing fractions three years ago so like i'm not great math wise so I, oh. I i ended up coming back and i got a our school had an advanced studies diploma which means you took extra classes that you didn't need to take to graduate so i i was kind of a comeback kid in high school i i came back and did a good job and I, but I but I went to high school because I wanted to go. So that was also an incentive for me not to drop out. Is I would have had all kinds of messy cognitive dissonance. You know, when school was terrible, I'm like, why did I even sign up for this? Because it was literally me. <laughs> That's a good story. Thank you. All of mine are. Round four. <laughs> all right. Round four. You ready? Yes. Go. These are the police ones. So I bet I bet you'll be better at these. Okay. Okay. I once gave a deputy a certificate of excellence for the definition of his calf muscles. I once refused to pull over for a police officer because I thought he was joking. I once intentionally ran a stop sign while a police officer was sitting in my passenger seat. All of these sound like things that have happened. (laughs) Okay, so you complimented a deputy's calves... Didn't compliment. Random. I issued a certificate. Okay. Oh, sorry. You issued a certificate. <laughs> Can, so that's the truth because you just corrected me on it. What is the the sheriff signed it because he doesn't look at training certificates. So the sheriff <laughs> signed off that he had great legs. <laughs> Did you call them gams? No, I should have. But in the, in the circle at the bottom, the seal, you know how it normally has like a seal of like an agency or yeah. it was It was a clip art of a chicken leg. <laughs> and the sheriff didn't care. The sheriff signed off on this. And now that guy's a detective. So there you go. I hope he has that like in his portfolio or hanging on the wall or something Uh, like that. I believe so. I'm not allowed in the detective's office anymore. So yeah, that's hilarious. (laughs) Greatest gams. Greatest greatest gams on patrol. 26. (laughs) 
Well, at first, because I was talking to Big Show, like you, like you have no idea, like how good my legs are, and I'm like, I got some pretty good legs, because like, let's face it, gang, I do. Like, I know this podcast is about what's going on with my upper body, but like, I got some good legs. And then he goes, "Oh yeah, well, we'll get a load of this," and he rolls up his 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 BDUs, and I'm just like, "Holy fuck!" I was totally wrong to like put myself up against you leg wise. Cause that's <laughs> fucking. I bet your vertical jump is like four feet. And, and anyway, I was just so proud of him, of my friend, and I was also so. I just felt like he'd like genuinely deserved it. He had put in the work, and law, as you know, law enforcement is like a, it's a thankless profession. So I'm like, I'm gonna do what I can. So I sent him that certificate, and because they all the like I said, all the training certificates, the sheriff just signs them without looking at him. He's got a certificate for having the best legs. <laughs> And it's official, which it is, is which which is how you know that 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 actually happened. So, so your remaining two are. <laughs> oh I, no! What just happened? <laughs> I, I once refused. I once refused. Hold on, what's happening? Oh, you're in the light. <laughs> There's a ghost in here. Hold on. It's haunted. Okay. There. <laughs> Will you be professional? Do you have any idea how that messed up the algorithm? I'm, always- I'm sorry. I. I'm always I getting yelled be- at every single day. Drew or Eric call me and they're like, do you know what you just did to the <laughs> algorithm? I'm like, have I offended the algorithm? But apparently, apparently when you're, when you're a YouTuber or um, like a, a podcaster or like a, someone who is on Instagram, there's very strong sets of right and wrong of what you can do. And if you drop the lamp, like you'll like, you'll, we, we can't chart for a year now because you did that. Just so you know, that's how much it hurts. Okay, so <coughs> I'm ahead. sorry that I was <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I wasn't professional in the wake of your um, gam talk. I it threw me off a little bit. Sorry. Uh, you didn't know that the <laughs> gam talk was professional, so so you only. I have, mean, it was official. You only have two left. I once refused to pull over for a police officer because I thought he was joking, or I once intentionally ran a stop sign while a police officer was in my passenger seat. I'm gonna say it's the third one is the lie. Nope, well, that, that yeah. one is true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you want to hear the story of that one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we were at training in another state. So he's not a policeman here. And uh, we went out to dinner. You know, this is one of those per diem situations. And uh, we went to uh, Joe's Crab Shack. And it was in the mall, mall parking lot. Like, it's a restaurant, but it's part of the mall. Yeah. And so we're leaving. And he's riding with me because I, I, there's... I didn't want to ride in his charger because his fucking MDT computer like takes up most of the space that I need to live. Like it's it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> so he's in my car, and uh, so we're leaving. And uh, before you leave the parking lot of the mall, you kind of go through a you know an intersection there where incoming traffic and left and right you know traffic that circumnavigates the mall and all kind of intersects. So I turned to him and say, I'm like, hey, we're on private property, aren't we? And he goes, uh, yes. And I said, so these stop signs, they're not legal, are they? And he goes, mm, no. So I go right through it. Like, I actually, like, speed up. There are cars on either side. And he goes, oh, jeez, oh, John. And he grabs the oh, my God bar. And he does the, I'm the dad teaching his son to drive thing where he tries to hit the brake on the passenger side. And I'm just like. <laughs> He's like, you're probably going, like. 15 miles an hour and he's no. screaming for his life. Oh, I was doing 25. I'm, I've, I've got a heavy foot. Uh, if you ever Excuse che- me. <laughs> if you ever checked out my driver's history, you would see that it looks like a CVS receipt. It's it's not it's not very good. It's um, I'm a bad driver. I've said that multiple well, times. One of the very first things you ever told me was that you went like 130 in a car. And I was like, that's oh, not good. 
my, it's what, probably my, not good. My record at the time that I met you was <coughs> 33, and now it's 136. So I've, I've even beaten the record since in the time that what I. What do you <laughs> stop doing that? <laughs> what are you, the cop of here? This is all <laughs> private property, okay? I'm the cop of here. <laughs> are you Earth cop? You're not the cop. I'm the of head me. cop of the Earth. You're not the cop of me. Did you have? Did you have one last round, or was that it? I only did two, oh. but I could tell you. I could tell you a st- the SWAT story about the. Yeah, I want to know why you're people. talking to ghost SWAT people. Go ahead. <laughs> so, there was a guy that um, would always call. He was like uh, totally out of his mind, but he also did meth, and he always would see things that weren't there, and he would call us to come take care of it. Well, <laughs> excuse me. Where he lived, he had an, um, an alley behind his house. So he had his house, his backyard, a fence, and then the alley behind the fence. And the electrical company was doing some work there. So they parked their trucks behind his house on the alleyway with their booms up, you know, because they kind of go like that. Well, he saw those in the middle of the night and thought that they were um, like rappel towers. And that the SWAT team was zip lining into his backyard at night and planting meth in his septic tank. Okay. I guess. So, <laughs> yeah. So he called and I dealt with him all the time and he, for whatever reason, would listen to me. So I went out there and I was, I think, I think I was know, like, we, I think we know the reason, don't we? Because I'm short. It's because you're a professional. Go on. Yeah. Okay. Because you're a professional bearing. Go ahead. <laughs> so. I get there and I'm like, well, I think his name, I think his name was Paul. He, I was like, Paul, what's the matter? He tells me the story and he's like whispering. And I'm like, why are you whispering? He says, because they're listening in the trees right there and they won't leave. And I was like, I got you. So I went over to the tree and I started berating these SWAT members that were not there, that they were harassing a citizen and they needed to stop because it was against the law. And he was like, holy shit, they're leaving. And he watched them in their imaginary bear cat drive away. And then he never called again. That's awesome. So it worked. <laughs> but <laughs> I probably looked like a crazy person, but that's fine. Well, I mean, whatever worked. <laughs> uh, I remember yeah. when I was a kid, you know, I had a lot of insecurity at home. I never felt safe. And uh, I had, when I was a very little boy, I always thought there were monsters, you know, under the bed, behind the dresser or whatever. And I would tell my mom. And I wouldn't go to sleep because I couldn't. I was I was actually terrified. You know, obviously we know monsters aren't real, but my feelings were. And so my mm-hmm. mom, you know, she's a pretty caring lady. She would come in and she would, you know, she would not invalidate my feelings, but she would tend to those fears in the same way that you did. So she came into my bedroom with this huge can of black flag insecticide and sprayed it behind the, the dresser, sprayed it under my bed. And I said, thank you, mommy. And she like sprayed my face. She goes, go to sleep. <laughs> And like so, like there were no more monsters. I like cough all night. <coughs> oh my god! But, you know that I wasn't afraid of anything more. So she she cured my fear, and uh, you know, uh, so you know, I you know, I'll never be like a great runner because of the damage that was done to my lungs. And thanks to various lawsuits, I may be entitled to compensation. You know, all I would have to do is tell this story to a jury, and that would be fine. So. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, there were no monsters, though. No, just, so just really one monster. All right, so just lung cancer. 
<laughs> well, my mom. So going going back to uh to round five. Are you ready for the next rec- you ready yes. for the next round of getting to know good old John? Yes. All right. Two truths and a lie. Round five. <laughs> I have had three at fault car accidents. I have been an ambulance patient two times. I've I have two broken bones in my life. I have broken two bones in my life. Well, clearly you've been in accidents because you drive like a heathen. Um, And I think the lie is that you've had two broken bones. I feel like you've had more. Um, So just because the law or the insurance company deems them to be at my fault, I do not admit fault. Okay, just so you know, I don't believe either. You didn't say at fault. I said I've had three at-fault car accidents, but that's what the law says. That's what insurance (laughs) adjusters say because they have skin in the game. They don't care about what's right and wrong. They care about what they have to pay about or what they have to pay out. So don't don't even. Um, Okay. uh, I (laughs) I believe you. You you were correct. The lie was that I've had two broken bones in my life. I've actually never broken a bone. Oh, good job. Grew up drinking lots of milk, eating lots of Flintstone vitamins. I remember one time when I was a kid, I ate a whole thing of Flintstone vitamins and I went around and I beat up every kid in the neighborhood. And I, I was yeah. I was 17 when I did this, but I still think it's pretty impressive. So. What, what were the ages of the children that you victimized? Oh, all, all ages, powers? toddlers, okay. you know, five-year-olds, first graders. I let that, they, when I was done, that neighborhood looked like a Ken Burns documentary on Antietam. There were just bodies <laughs> everywhere. And I was a Flintstones kid, you know, 10,000 strong and growing. <laughs> I imagine you just stomping around. With giant feet that grew because you ate all the vitamins. Yeah, they had to get me with a net. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Round six. Okay. Round six. <laughs> okay. I once ran through Marines marching in formation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have an uncharacterized discharge from the Coast Guard. I once lost consciousness while working at the state prison. I feel like the first two are, <clears throat> excuse me. I feel like the first two are related to each other. So I'm going to go with the third one is the lie that you were unconscious. Nope. I did lose consciousness while working at the prison. I donated blood and I had the orange juice and the cookie, but then I went out and stood outside and it was very, very hot. And at one point I'm standing outside during rec and I'm getting kind of sleepy and I'm like, I'm going to go sit down at that table over there, which is a really bad idea because there were a hundred felons around me. And uh, I sat down at the table. I'm like, well, this is it. And I'd just be conscious. <laughs> and the next thing I know that it's like the lieutenant's doing a sternum rub on me in the clinic and the nurses are like giving me Kool-Aid. And I felt so stupid. Like I'm, cause I'm like, I'm a hundred percent. Thank you. My glu- blood glucose is restored. And he goes, I'm sending you home. I'm like, no, lieutenant, I'm good to go. I feel fine. I just, I just had, a, I didn't have enough blood just temporarily. I just made some. Good. <laughs> he goes, whatever, get out of here. So I did, I lost consciousness. So the, the thing that was fake was that I have an uncharacterized discharge from the Coast Guard. That's when you sign up for the Coast Guard, but then, like, you know, it turns out that you're not smart enough to pass the tests or, like, you're not actually a U.S. citizen. That's when they're just like, okay, yeah, you're not in the Coast Guard anymore. That's what that means. So it's like 
It's like okay. a, it's like a we just signed you on <laughs> and then never mind. That's what that's what kind of discharge that is. So okay. I, I did run through a column of Marines marching in formation once. It's, that was also true. Just so you know, <laughs> I, I may have been hyped up on on Flintstones vitamins. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. that, the Marines were coming to try to stop you from your <laughs> rampage. I ran right through them. <laughs> Uh, I didn't knock anyone down or anything. I just I didn't have any respect or for or like for the decorum of their activity. So I just ran right through them. All right. Nice. You ready for uh, round seven? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel really bad that I miscommunicated this no, with you. I was no, like, no. I you know, I don't do anything small. Plus, as you can tell, this is an opportunity for me to talk about me. How can I pass that up? All right, fair enough. Round I'm ready seven. for round as seven. As long as you're enjoying it, if you want me to stop, just say because I can save these for next time. You know. Well, are you going to be able to come up with more, or are you telling me everything about your life? I've lived a pretty raw <laughs> life. I don't know if you could tell that so okay. far, but it's like I'll never be short of material. <laughs> round round seven. Okay. Ready? As a best man, yeah. as a best man, I have forgotten to bring the groom's <laughs> ring to a wedding. At my sister's wedding. I went through the food line before she did. (laughs) As a a boyfriend, I lost the engagement ring the night before the proposal. Um. (laughs) Maybe the one about your going through the food line before your sister. All three are true. That's no, you can't. <laughs> that goes against the game. <laughs> I was I was trying to put this together. I'm just like because they were like clustered up by theme. I'm like, nah, all three of these are good. No, when I was the best man, first of all, uh, <laughs> we were we were behind stage getting ready to go out on stage, and everyone was really fucking nervous and angry and upset because I had forgotten the groom's ring. So like the groom had to borrow the wedding ring from his brother, who was also a groomsman. And everyone was pissed at me. And I said, listen, this is like not a great moment for me, but I'm going to turn it around. And like no one would say anything. I'm like, so like to get everyone motivated, I gave the speech from Independence Day that the president gave, like to motivate them. <laughs> this is a true story. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> and I said, once again, you know, I did the whole speech. I'm like, in a few hours from now, <laughs> men and women from all over the world We'll be joined in the largest aerial campaign. I, I did. I did the whole the whole speech. And, you know, from this day forward, the Fourth of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as a declare a, a day in which the world declared in one voice, we will not go silently into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today we celebrate our Independence Day, and nobody gave a fuck at all. I bet they didn't. But not a good moment for me. I tried. I didn't know what to do. I tried. I, I just thought. I thought to myself, like, what would inspire me? I didn't work on them, and we were really hot. And uh, when the bride, when he gave her that, he said, "With this ring, I, I wed thee for all time." She looked up at him, and she was so pissed because she could tell that it was the wrong ring. So, and, and then I didn't let it go. I kept saying, "Like you realize, like you're married to your brother-in-law now. Like there's a clear polygamy situation going on." Oh my that god, that's funny. She hasn't spoken to me in several years. Uh, <laughs> so it's not. It was. And I, she was already mad at me because when I was selected to be best man, I sent over 
she uh, she she she's Hispanic, so she speaks Spanish, of course. So it's, you know, no big deal. This is in Southern Texas. So I sent over my first draft of my my best man speech, in which I wrote just like the worst best man speech, and I wrote it in like terrible English, like I remember them good times, you know. And then I trans- <laughs> I used Google Translate to translate it uh, into Spanish. So you know it's not accurate at all. Then it translated it back into English. It kind of fucked it up some more. It translated it back into Spanish, and it said that I was going to do my best man speech in Espanol. And she was like, she was like begging him to dump me as best man. She did not want oh. it to happen at all because she, she read, thought it was real. She thought the speech was real that I was actually going to <laughs> attempt to speak Spanish in front of her family on her wedding oh day my. and ruined everything. And, yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, I don't get invited. You should have. I don't get invited to weddings. <laughs> I'm in a wedding at the end of October, so I'll keep that um, Independence Day speech in mind. Uh, I do actually know it's the whole thing. Wedding. I just wasn't ready to, to kind of. I wasn't in a wedding situation today, so I wasn't ready to, to give it all off. But that's but I do, understandable. I do know the whole the whole speech from heart. Uh, <laughs> round eight. Oh no, you didn't even you didn't even finish. Which one of those wasn't true? Oh, you, you said they were all true. Oh, they are all true. Okay, yeah, that's why we skipped past that. Okay, and you, they're all true. yeah, you bucked the rules. I know. I had to do one. Uh, I don't. You know, I'm not. I'm not really a rule follower. Rule eight, uh, round eight, <laughs> and then uh, we have just three more of these to go, folks. And then Kendra will take over. She'll tell us a story, hopefully. Round eight. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Round eight. I once poured a bag of fertilizer into a romantic rival's engine compartment. I once poured cans of corn onto a friend's car. I once left a putrid ham sandwich underneath the driver's seat of a nemesis's car. (laughs) Okay. Um... Oh my God! What are these things that you're telling me? <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because the statute of limitations is run out. So, <laughs> um, the corn on the car? Nope. Corn's true. But- I actually did it that same wedding I was just talking about. That's how I messed with the car. I poured corn all over it. Canned corn. Okay, now I'm understanding why she didn't want you. <laughs> well, she didn't even know about that uh, until it happened. <laughs> <laughs> well. So, Does anyone really know anything until it happens? No. The the lie was that I once poured a bag of fertilizer into a romantic rival's engine compartment. It was putrid grass clippings. Uh, oh, okay. He had, had the audacity to ask out this girl that I liked to prom, and he wasn't smart. He was in my government class. He was really stupid. Like, one time he said, like, yeah, I can really tell, like, we're becoming a communist country because, like, one time at work, and he worked at, like, a shop where they changed tires and oil. He's like... We were like really busy. <laughs> I'm like that doesn't fucking make any sense at all. You're not smart. You don't. No. You know, <laughs> went to prom with a girl that I liked. So fuck me. So I I, I found a, a a bag of grass clippings that gets hauled away by the city, and it was really hot, putrid. That poor he he took the hood off of his car because he thought he thought that his Ford Escort like was like a souped up beast of some kind. So he took the hood off to show off the engine. I just filled it all with the putrid grass clippings and. Change the the distributor wires around so that the engine cylinders fired in the wrong order. And well, it sounds like he deserved it. He did actually. Uh, the engine exploded <laughs> and killed him, so he died before graduation. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> so, and the sandwich story is a fun one. I'll save for another time. <laughs> okay. 
Round nine. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. I have committed the crime of burglary. <laughs> I drove without a license until age 19. I taught a class at the police academy on how to make British-style scrambled eggs. Okay, the first one you're way too proud of, so that's true. The second one seems like it could be true as well. But I'm going to go with the second one is the lie. The, the third one seems too ridiculous to not be true. So you think I drove without a license until you think I... Yeah. No. Uh, that was the lie. Yeah, I was... It was a week okay. before my Damn birthday. Damn it. So it was... Okay. I, I got... Yeah, I got my driver's license um, September 19th, 2002 or 2003. Oh, so I was right. No, 2003. So, so I was... Just, but I was right. No, I was right before my 19th birthday. Oh, you were correct, well. yes, but I mean, I'm saying that you were wrong because it doesn't feel good to say that you were wrong. <laughs> I've literally lost the last, like, three rounds. Can you just give me one? <laughs> I like how, like, you're, like, you're correct, but I, like, won't admit it, like, because my brain's like, no, you're, you're still wrong. And so I assert the facts. You're like, oh, I was right. I'm like, no. <laughs> I have to, you have to be right all the time. I might be pathological. I'm going to book a counseling appointment after this, okay? So get off my back. I'm taking care of it. Round okay. 10. The final round. The final round. Okay. I have physically restrained a robot. I don't trust people in wheelchairs. I dropped a whole <laughs> thing of pickles in the store at once. <laughs> um, I don't know why that's funny. You are, you are, I mean this in the best way possible. You are a very peculiar individual. So a lot of these, a lot of these things sound like they <laughs> could be real. So this is really difficult. <laughs> I'm going to say that the lie is that you, <laughs> that you physically restrain a robot. Nope. I did do that. <laughs> Fuck. So what's your definition of a robot, right? Like you have this idea, like you and I have talked about robots a lot. It's like Bender from Futurama. It's all silver casings, boxy, it's flailing hooks, right? That's not what a robot is in reality. And that's why I didn't know I was fighting a robot. I was uh, taking an inmate to the hospital once and I see this med cart going uh, like down this ramp towards the elevator. So like I abandoned the inmate and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a runaway cart. This is very similar to the wheelchair one. I don't know if you, you know this, by the way. So I go over and I grab I grab the med cart and the inmates leave it alone. It's a robot. And sure enough, at this hospital, they have a med cart. <laughs> the, the med cart is programmed to just drive around and deliver meds to various nursing stations. So like, it's like a Roomba. You know how it's like can be programmed to go around your house? This med cart just delivers yeah. meds. Like obviously it took the way, a job away from a volunteer or a young person or something. Probably because they were losing too many narcotics. But the inmate was just like, leave it alone. It's a robot. And I, like, I was like, trying to <laughs> stop it from going into the elevator. And by the way, the elevator door opened for it. So I should have realized, like, this is a bizarre situation. Like, am I in a cartoon? Like, why did the elevator door open for this med cart? And so, by the way, this is like 2013. So, like, the robots out there have got to be way more advanced by now. So I just urge caution. And, like, I talked to the 
gosh, I don't know what his title was, but he was working at the hospital. I said, can you at least put a face on this thing so I know it's a robot, like, blinking eyes and, like, light up teeth? Because <laughs> otherwise you can't fucking tell it's a robot, you know? It just looks like a med Yeah. Guy, so. So, yes, I physically <laughs> fought a robot at the hospital, no less, while on okay. duty with an inmate who was in a wheelchair. That all did happen. <laughs> the lie was that I dropped a whole thing of pickles in the store. I dropped it in the parking lot, and it was probably, like, one of the most heartbreaking things to ever happen to me because I bought the huge thing of pickles, and these are the ones that are, like, nice and fresh. You have to keep them refrigerated. I get to the parking lot and I drop them and it's just like, what do you do? You know, you can't recoup the pickles. There's broken glass in it. You don't clean it up because like you don't know where the broom is and it's right in like the lane of travel. So you don't want to stand there and you don't want to like look sad like my fucking pickles, man. So I just got the car <laughs> drove away and like there's this pile of glass of pickles there. And I'm just like, this is just so embarrassing, but there's nothing to do. Like, should I go tell on myself to the manager? Like, I don't know. So that's I, what I do. <laughs> You tell Because I've done that many times. Yeah. Because I don't want, like, I've dropped many things in the store and they have shattered and it's it's embarrassing, but I feel horrible. I'm like, ah, oh, I did that. Because everyone watches you do it and then you walk away and it's like, what a fucking bitch. You know? What was, but- <laughs> what was the worst thing you ever dropped in this, inside the store? Because I, I still know my story of the worst thing I ever dropped inside. Um, a gigantic bottle of wine. It was like one of those big and I was trying to get it off the shelf here this way but you couldn't reach <clears throat> I risked it and I my it wasn't worth the risk because I dropped it immediately they probably put it up there because they know that kids aren't old enough to buy alcohol that's why you couldn't reach it <laughs> you know what <laughs> you know what <laughs> fuck you just because you're as tall as two men <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing I, I do ever, pretty well. The worst thing I ever dropped to the store was like uh, we have like really high end grocery stores here. Uh, we have one that's like the nicest one in the company, no less. And they actually have a sushi chef that works, and they have a whole sushi bar, and you can buy these like very thoughtfully and delicately and expertly prepared sushi rolls. Wonderful sashimi, everything's exquisite. It looks like it comes from a restaurant. Anyway, I get one of these things. It costs eighteen dollars, so it's like I'm having a big lunch. And I dropped this thing on the fucking floor and it's like so pretty. <laughs> but now it looks like sailor vomit, you know, which is like worse than regular <laughs> people vomit because it takes a lot to get a sailor to throw up. And it's just, you know, it, it, it was ruined. It was $20. And I'm like, well, they're out that and I'm not paying for it. And I'm not going to stand here like the pickle incident, which actually hurt, happened later in the future that I didn't even know was coming still to me yet. And so it's just <laughs> really fucking terrible. So that was the worst thing I ever dropped at the store. I'm, I'm sorry. That sounds really devastating. <laughs> I'm not over yet. Uh, okay. But that, but that concludes Two Truths to a Lie, <laughs> a classic, classic road trip game, classic campfire game, stretched out to about 58 minutes. Yeah. That was long. But next time, you need to come up with some of these because you got to learn a lot about I me. I know. But I got, you know, you are still a sphinx. I still don't really understand you at all. You're a mystery. I am a mystery. I will always be a mystery. You gotta open up a little bit. I'm not that. I'm not that hard to figure out. I'm very, very basic. I don't believe that. Even but I'll be. Bit. I'll be more prepared next time. Even though I you're a white girl, even though you're a white girl that drinks wine and loves true crime, I don't believe that there's anything basic about you. Literally everything 
I do. It's like, I'm like, do so, I have a unique experience instead, at all? Instead of having a podcast where we get to know Kendra, she's just like, the podcast like, have you met a white girl? <laughs> you have met Kendra. <laughs> she is basically every white girl you've ever met. You could put any other white girl in this spot and you would not, it would be the same exact show. I would like to experiment with that where we just randomly replace you one week and see if anyone could tell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, when uh, whenever you do replace uh, you know, true crime white ladies around here, people actually can't tell and they never stop messaging you about it. So, um, what was <laughs> what 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 was the third segment? Is there a third segment where you tell us a, a true crime story from one of our listeners? A on story. The okay, I good because yeah. I could be quiet for those. <laughs> I have to pull it up, and I can't see you anymore because. That's all I right. I have one computer. So who who wrote in this week? Was it that, um, was it this... that bitch Justine again? Justine? <laughs> yes. So sick of her shit. Fucking Justine. <laughs> God damn it. It seems so plausible, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> all right, let me make sure this is, let's see. This one's anonymous, but they want to remain anonymous, but this is actually one that I, this is from someone that I used to work with. So this is a story that I, involves me. Oh no. Can we call them Justine? Just cause I already know that <coughs> name and I don't, I don't want it to pay off. Yes. Okay. So Justine from Southern, sunny Southern California writes, <laughs> dear Kendra. Okay. Hey Kendra, this was with you. Three exclamation points. So, <laughs> uh, they're just called exclamations. You don't need to say exclamation points. That's oh, that's shut redundant. up! <laughs> I was at Typography mark. Club. It was real. <laughs> exclamation mark. <laughs> um, all right, hey Kendra, this was with you. So we were zone partners in Florida during a hurricane, I think 2017, and the power had been out in the city we worked for at least a week. We get a call over the radio that someone we get a call over the radio that someone called in and said they haven't seen their adult son in a very long time and he lives in the RV in the backyard. <clears throat> and also they can smell a foul odor coming from the backyard. LOL. We, <laughs> we responded but I don't remember really smelling anything that bad. We walked into the backyard and spotted the RV. You shined your light into the door and said, yeah, there he is. I then looked into the glass of the door and saw what looked like something out of a horror movie. LOL. Horror movie. <laughs> the LOLs. <laughs> what I saw before me was the Prince of Darkness lurid maw opening and all the <laughs> gates of hell were revealed before me. LOL. <laughs> Just a cute little story. <laughs> I could see... Sorry. Justine wrote this very poorly. Fucking Justine. <laughs> it's either that or I'm just really bad at reading. I could see a partially melted skull on the couch. We called it in and the fire department arrived. Being that it was an obvious death, there wasn't really much for them to do. But we, a.k.a. you, because it was your zone, LOL, <laughs> had to check the scene for foul play or anything suspicious. 
I remember the FD guys felt so bad for you that they let you borrow one of their respirator packs and they were like, um, just bring it back when you're done. So you get out your magnifying glass. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> I was looking for clues. Um, when you open the seal of the RV, it stunk up the entire neighborhood. LOL. <laughs> we were hit with a wave of malodorous energy. <laughs> and then you told me you watched the body snatcher scoop him into the body bag with using his own dishes. LOLOL. <laughs> but, but you could probably tell that part of the story better. Never forget Daryl's soup. Daryl's soup? Yeah, so... His name was was Super, it became Soup. Well, his name was Daryl, and we called him Daryl Soup because he was pretty much Soup by the time we found him. And they did scoop... (laughs) They used this man's... uh, (laughs) They used paper plates uh, from his kitchen to scoop him up and, like, scrape him into the body bag because he was completely melted. And this is why people hate police officers because you'll be serving the LOL (laughs) and you'll meet someone who can assert no dignity for himself and death. And you strip away all that he ever was, all his thoughts, all his hopes and dreams, all his love that he had for humanity. And you say, this guy's a fucking soup now. And that's the end of the story. (laughs) You should have used a bowl or a ladle. That would have been better. (laughs) I, I did not use the paper plates. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> not me. Well, at least you didn't like have. No. A, at least you didn't have, like call over the canine to come lap him up or something. I mean. So, uh, oh, so. Ah. <laughs> Rex. Well, come here, good boy. It was an R. It was literally like a camper, like a drivable. Well, what RV happened to camper. him? Like the power went so, out and like he needed electricity <laughs> to survive, or like what happened to him? I, I don't know. He was so badly decomposed. There were no signs of um, of uh suicide or drug overdose i mean there was he literally was uh, have you ever seen return of the living dead i saw christmas movie goes to summer camp because it was on a buy one get one vhs deal so no no okay (laughs) there's a character in it called um affectionately known as tar man so if anybody knows that movie and knows Tar Man, that's what Daryl looked like. There you was said, no. You um, said Night of the Living Dead. Return of the Living. Return of the Living. Return. Dead. Okay, I don't have Return. I have Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, Return of the Living Dead's like a an eighties punk horror, like silly zombie movie. It's good, mm-hmm. but it was it was like he was of, very melted. It was part of your final indoctrination as a basic white girl that you had to see that yeah. movie. Yeah. And then they signed yep. off on your certificate that you're a basic white girl. It's possibly. <laughs> it's, and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. So I am very, very basic. <laughs> uh, I've got a, one more story. I don't know. We, we're past an hour, but we can. I don't care. I mean, on, on okay. Patreon, we're over two hours. Oh, okay. So then they can deal with it. Deal with it, idiots. You can't turn it off. All you can do is buy ghost beds. <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll do one more story this is a, a decent sized story and again this is from an anonymous writer so anonymous. yes back when i was on patrol a call in a rich neighborhood came out of an old lady's garage door being open all day 
it was suspicious to the neighbor because the car was still in the garage and the old lady has never left the garage door open. The neighbor also told us that the old lady had a lot of health problems. We knocked on the door, however, no lights were on inside. It didn't appear that anyone was home, however, the reporting party was adamant that she had to be inside the residence because her car was in the garage. We entered the dark-ass garage and located the door that goes into the residence. Was she soup? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was not on this one. Okay. This is someone else. <laughs> Being that this is more of a well-being check and not a criminal call, we checked the doorknob. And of course, it was unlocked. We called to the old lady multiple times, very loudly, from the garage to the open door, but we heard no response. I wonder if they were shouting, hey, old lady. I know. <laughs> old woman. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm called Dennis. I'm only 37. Kedra, do you see the violence inherent in the system? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Go on. Okay. Um, the house was pitch black, almost as if there was no power. Myself and another deputy decided to enter the residence, being that I actually was starting to have some concern for the woman as she... Let me reread that sentence. I apologize. No, Myself no surprise another, the officer does not have concern until he is already <laughs> inside the house. Didn't worry about the old lady beforehand. I hear a story. I hear a story of Marlis disappearing, and I start to worry. The cop doesn't care until he's there. Hey, old lady, are you in there? <laughs> it's Officer Randy, you in here? You better answer, you old bitch. I'm coming in. Okay, sorry. Here, because I care about you. <laughs> but only when I realize that it's a problem. <laughs> Myself and another deputy decided to enter the residence, being that I actually was starting to have some concern for the woman as she was not in good health. Me and my zone partner searched the entire residence. It was easy because all the bedroom doors were open. Until we found the last bedroom in the hallway, the door was closed and there was a rosary around the doorknob. Oh, geez. And it was marked soup. <laughs> <laughs> Old lady soup here. Power out and all that, so... Go on. I won't interrupt anymore. We've definitely okay. got, some, got some real negative energy here with the rosary closed. I know. And the, the groaning looked, sounds. Go on. <laughs> I looked at my zone partner with that look and I opened the door. I shined my light into the room and saw a naked elderly female lying on the bed on her side. Her skin appeared to have a slight discoloration. I looked at my zone partner and said, she's seven, which is short for she's signal seven or our agency code for dead. As soon as I said that, our dispatcher unit checked us on the radio, which for some reason I had turned all the way up. Then the unthinkable happened. The elderly lady shot up out of bed and screamed. Needless to say, me and my zone partner also began screaming. <laughs> so it was... Ah! It was <laughs> Kendra, scream with me. Scream with me. I'll be the old lady. Ah! <laughs> You, you be Randy, the policeman, and I'll be the okay. lady. Ah! Ah! <laughs> and, and I'll be radio too. Ted twenty three. I hate that I just did that. Okay. <laughs> so it was an old lady in her bed and two cops all screaming at each other in fear. Turns out she wasn't dead; she was just sleeping. 
tell her that sleeping in the raw is a misdemeanor. <laughs> Cover up your old bag. I'm taking you to jail. The discoloration part. Like, damn. She's just old. You have to call her out like that, you know? She's already naked and old. <laughs> she, gets, she gets a copy of the report. What do you mean discolored? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just meant that you had the lividity and putridity of a dead person. You know, I I miscalled that one. Sorry, ma'am. You know, <laughs> you're so old that you look dead. Congratulations on your new lease on life. Even though I'll probably be <laughs> at this house in a couple months, like really, really not being sure if you're. <laughs> what if them scaring her killed her? And she I know. Being... What if she was like sleeping like as with the angels, and she wakes up because like a radio dispatch is checking him. Ah! <laughs> like, do you even? Because do you even just like say like we found her dead? But I'm guessing the time of death was really it was probably just prior to our arrival. You know, for you know we're not responsible, but you know as an investigator, I would if I had to guess the time of death, I would say it was probably when we we're going to screaming. Yes. The cause of death was screaming. <laughs> oh my gosh. This woman's been screamed to death. Are you sure you weren't? <laughs> Her vocal cords are raw. Why do you even check that at the scene? I'm a damn good coroner. <laughs> I check everything. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. <laughs> So those, that was story time. That was story those time with Kendra. If you have a story for Kendra that you would like to have read on the air as a true story of your true crime, where can they reach you, Kendra? They can email me at truecrimedrama, which is J-R-A-M-A, at gmail.com. It's my Instagram handle, in case you forget. So how can, they, how can they reach you on Instagram? They can go to my page. <laughs> John, I said John. they can go. John. I heard you just said, Dan. Oh, there is an underscore, though, to be fair. Use an underscore. True crime underscore drama. Underscore totally uh, eligible for any state competition. All right. Uh, do you want to know what my favorite mark is? I would love to know that. Backslant. In fact, Interesting. In fact, that was my nickname on the team. Is it because your spine was like this? Like backslant? Do you know Did what you a, have a weird backslant? You, you don't know what a backslant is for. All right. <laughs> I wasn't a typographer, I'm sorry. Forget it. It's lost on you normies. I'm so I'm just you ever wonder why people are hanging around the library at five PM. It's because we've we've got our own world and you're not a part of it. All I'm right. Sorry. On behalf of Eric, who is tending to the birth of his seventh child. Drew, who is clinging to life inside an iron lung, and the late Josh Tedleg, and also, like, depending on who is still on the team at this point, Anthony, Jay, uh, uh, Kendra. Uh, thanks for watching. <laughs> Failure to stop. Thanks for subscribing to Patreon, if that's how you're taking this in. We will catch you next time. Uh, we, we love you all. Thanks for watching everything. Uh, guns up. Giddy up. Good night, America. I thought you had a sign-off. Didn't you have a sign-off that you say? Oh, this on True Crime Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, say it. I just did my Thursday sign-off. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs>
Stay safe. Stay strange. And whatever you do, don't get yourself true crimed. There you go. All right. Goodbye forever this time. Bye. <laughs> Stick around.